It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com, all your past episodes, subscriptions, and more. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. You can find us on Facebook and email us, pinballprofile at gmail.com. Let's go to the UK right now and talk to our good friend, Mark Silk. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Jeff? Good to talk to you. I saw you did a little bit of a, a, little bit of a day trip to London. What was that all about? <laughs> You've been peeking. I'm a big Queen fan. Queen were always my favorite band growing up. And as soon as I heard they had a pop-up shop in London and there was a pinball machine there, I thought, I'm taking the rest of the day off. And I got on the train to London and went for an adventure. You know what's so great about this Queen pop-up shop, which is called Queen the Greatest, is that it is so hard to find Queen merchandise. I'm going to tell you a story. When I went to the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I went to the store specifically looking for Queen merchandise, my son Brady's favorite band, and they said uh, they don't license it out like other bands may do to Mm. Cleveland, so I couldn't buy it. I've seen Queen in concert. I could buy some stuff there, but not really what I wanted. It was very limited. So this pop-up shop is just a dream come true. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I wanted to go down, because obviously the pinball thing is a real draw, but as a fan, I just wanted to see what they had there. And it was, there were a stack of t-shirts, uh, gr- great posters, they had things like the essential Queen Rubik's Cubes, why, I don't know, but it was there, uh, Queen Teddy Bears, but th- things like, if you're a fan, things you might have already got before, but presented in a different way. So there was Queen's Greatest Hits, remastered on vinyl, but in a special a uh, limited edition of 500 uh, copies of, of this special Queen the Greatest sleeve. So the the new logo for this pop-up shop is an exclusive to that um, to this event. But there was there was some cool stuff there. It was just it was just fun as a fan of it to be there and you know experience it up up close. Can you imagine if Queen somehow got the marketing department from Kiss and started merchandising everything under the sun? And we could have queen everything, queen condoms, queen caskets, you name it. <laughs> no, that would, that, it's, it's cheesy, but that would be a kind of tragic. No. <laughs> but I, nice but the, the highlight for me, well, this, this is where we're going now. The highlight for me, I clearly, as you can see on this audio file, uh, if you look closely, <laughs> you'll see this queen, the greatest bag. And inside it, I will pull out for you, Jeff, a pair of queen socks. Nice. So, I have a picture the- of that bag, so I'll post it on our Facebook and our Instagram. <laughs> do you know the brand Happy Socks? Yes. Yeah, they're really, really well-made cool socks. It's Queen's own Happy Socks. And on it, it says Galileo, Galileo, Figaro, and that's pretty much all you need. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I couldn't put the pinball machine in a carrier bag, but the socks worked. My son collects crazy socks, so yes, I, I'm always looking for unique socks. So let's talk about this pinball machine. By the way, thanks to Martin from Pinball News for giving kind of a, a nice detailed spread on that. So this is a theme that means so much to so many people. Myself, you, it's, it's your favorite yeah. band. You've seen them live. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to jump in there. I saw, I saw the very last ever Queen performance with Freddie Mercury in, it was August 1986, and it was a complete fluke. I got invited by a relative, and it was it was one of those turning points in your life where you just go, "This is this is how it should be." It was incredible. No one could command a crowd of that size. Freddie was the best. There's no one even yeah. close. The the ultimate showman. 
So that's one of the things that's unique about this pinball machine. Again, this is a prototype, so likely we're going to see a bunch of changes to this machine. In fact, the machine you saw wasn't even working at this point. It was just really for display purposes. But with the possibility of seeing something new, maybe changed a little bit in January. So we're looking forward to what Pinball Brothers does with that. But I like that they have all live songs. I thought that was unique because really that is the Queen experience. Yeah, Queen, they're very great. I mean, their studio work was incredible and groundbreaking, but Queen Live was something else. And something that, as a fan, because there's going to be a lot of very mixed opinions about this machine. And again, as it's a prototype, it's you kind of need to wait to see what the final version is until we, you know, really know. But visually, and in terms of the audio, it actually sounded really good. Uh, there were clips from Queen Live at Montreal, which they originally shot on 35mm film, and you can get that on Blu-ray now in, in HD, and that really does look a, a fantastic image. It's my favorite live album of theirs. Yeah, it, it looks, it, it's a, it's beautifully captured. Um, so there's that. So there were clips from that show, uh, of, of a whole bunch of songs, and there were also, I'm pretty certain there were clips from the Wembley show as well in 86. So the tracks that are on there, the 14 live songs, are A Kind of Magic, Another One Bites the Dust, Bohemian Rhapsody, Hammer to Fall, I Want to Break Free, Killer Queen, One Vision, Play the Game, Radio Gaga, Seven Seas of Rye, Somebody to Love, We Will Rock You, has to be, uh, We Are the Champions, and Who Wants to Live Forever. So those are the 14 live songs that are in there. And the quality of the video was excellent, and the quality of the sound, the actual just reproduction of it was very good. So that's at least a good starting point. I think you and I could probably name another 10 songs we would like to see included there, but uh, still pretty good list. 14 songs. It's not eight. It's not 10. So you're getting a little more than you normally see yeah. in pinball machines. I know when Guns N' Roses came out by Jersey Jack, we were all excited. 21 songs. That's incredible. And it looks kind of, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it, but what JJP did with GNR, how they incorporated the live performances and used the studio tracks. Yeah. I thought it worked very well. I mean, this, they don't have to sync up. You've got the live audio and the live video, so it'll probably be an easier sync for Pinball Brothers. Yeah, and, and as much as I love as much as much I love Queen's studio work, the, the live albums are absolutely stunning. So, you know, as an experience for a pinball player, that would be very exciting to, to have live tracks. But yeah, you know, I want to see the final version. I really do. The art is something that it probably caught a lot of people's eye. Again, we're yeah. just seeing the thumbnails and, and pictures from people like yourself, from Martin, from Pinball News and, and others. Yeah, there could be a little more, I think. And the reason we think that is because we've just seen how the Zombietis and Christopher Franchis and Randy Martinez and all these wonderful artists have just brought so much to pinball art lately that I think our standards are a lot higher than they once were. If this game came out 10 years ago, you probably don't blink an eye. Yeah, I, t I totally agree. The, the, st the standard of art in pinball over the past, even just three or four years, has gone through the roof. I mean, if you look at what Christopher Franchi and Zombie Yeti and, and uh, you know, a, a bunch of others are doing, but those two in particular have completely elevated the art of pinball. It's the standard now that you would see on a movie poster or on the front cover of you know Rolling Star magazine or, or something else that's pretty epic. And if you're going to put art on anything now of, of this ticket price, but also of, of this stature, it has to be the best you can give that license, the, the best you can give the, the customer, the best you can give the fan of, of this. And if, if you're a fan of Queen especially, you'll know 
how striking Queen's visual image has always been. They were always so careful and creative in, in nurturing the, their image, and it changed throughout the years. I mean, even the iconic Queen logo, Freddie Mercury designed that back in, what was it, about 73, very, very early on, and it's timeless. I mean, that would be an incredible logo. You know, everyone's got an idea, don't they? But I was just, actually, I was just going through this book here called uh, 40 Years of Queen that I bought a few years ago. And every few pages, you just see stunning visual representations of the band, you know, from the iconic shot of the four heads on the Bohemian Rhapsody video to them live, the lighting rigs they used, those in themselves were a show. You know, the album covers, there's, there's so much that you can do with Queen. But there are, when you think of Queen, there's a very immediately you'll have your version of Queen or your version of Freddie Mercury that springs to mind. It might be Live Aid. It might be, you know, Freddie with his fist in the air and, and the mic stand in, in his hand. But that's, for me as a fan of the band, that's the way I would want to see them represented uh, on a pinball machine. I would want to relive every, every little moment that I love about Queen that should be translated into, that theme should be translated into what you see on the play field of the screen. The good thing that we have, they already have those assets for the screen. We just need to see that represented on the, uh, the, uh, the, the translate and, and the rest of it. The great starting point is that they already have the great quality uh, live video and live audio from the screen so really we need to get art you know for me as a fan what i would love to see is artwork that represents uh, that on the play field i did notice on some of the pictures there was a big guitar an upper play field i guess yeah so on the play field on the top uh top right hand side is an upper play field which is a representation of brian may's classic fireplace guitar that his dad built for him out of a fireplace <laughs> so that's that's a nice touch then what else have we got there? Looking on the playfield here. There's a piano on the left-hand side. There's uh, piano keys with drop targets. And targets behind the drop targets. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just looking what else we got here on the playfield. There's a lot of stand-up targets. And there, and on a bunch of the targets, they have uh, little depictions of classic Queen albums on them. Which now that's interesting because on the left hand side, there's a stand up target, looks like a drop target, which has the Queen, a kind of magic album cover on it, which suggests then that they can use that artwork somehow. So can they, in, in a final version, could they use a larger version of that somewhere? There's, there's other like classic Queen moments, like legit reproductions of albums on there. What else have we got here? I'm just trying to get close up photos that I took. Because I get the feeling they can probably do more than we're seeing. Just the fact that we're seeing the Queen of Kind of Magic stand-up target, there's some artwork on that target. That would be great if, you, if more could be done with that. I noticed that similar to Monster Bash, you're going to have to collect the different members of the band. Yeah. I think that's good that they've included, you know, it's the band isn't just Freddie, obviously. It's Brian, it's Roger, it's John yep. Deacon. And there's a lot you could do with the rules here. I mean, there are only four of them. So I wonder if this is going to be a complex game or is this going to be a simple wizard mode game? Are you going to have to explore the songs like in ACDC to get to something like an encore jackpot? There's a lot you can do. There's a stack you can do. There's lots of little, you know, ticks and, and nods and winks to classic Wii moments, like from the Radio Gaga video, there's an old time radio in the background. You know, the fact that you mentioned this Brian May's guitar there, 
yeah, there's a keyboard there. For me, it would just be great to see what they do with the final version of it, because I, I would love to see something that just, well, clearly it's not finished, because there's a, the, at the back, there is a 3D print of Wembley Stadium at the back, which isn't painted yet. So that's something else, obviously, that's a work in progress. So, you know, there's still potential. I've seen a bunch of people, you know, point out issues that, that could be tied in, and that's, that happens with any prototype. Prototype, that's the key. It's a prototype. Yeah, the the cabinet art looks okay actually. Um, from the one side you see uh, you see Wembley Stadium in silhouette and the Queen logo there. That's okay. It's you know it, it's it's actually okay. But there's there's a bunch of stuff that you know as a prototype you'd go back and you probably have a have a tweak. But I, I would love a great Queen pinball machine. I genuinely would love it. That's why I got the train. It went down to Carnaby Street just to see what this thing was like. But, you know, I, I think realistically, you just, to be fair to anyone, if someone says this is a prototype, you have to go, okay, well, let's let's wait because you don't know what point of the process this is or creatively where somebody has got to yet. You know, Mark, they've only got the videos in there and certainly the modes aren't working yet. So they're probably looking for somebody to voice the thing. So I don't know if you've reached out to Pinball Brothers or not, but I would get on that bell right away. I think I should tell him we know this guy called Jeff. He's unbelievable. (laughs) Mark Silk. Oh, I saw Queen live. Oh, you might recognize me from A, B, C, D and, and great pinball machines like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and who knows what else. You might have. You might know I'm the guy that brought those uh, Queen socks out of the building. <laughs> yeah. Well, cl- clearly, uh, do you know what? I'm still so proud that I worked on Turtles, Jeff. Still, I, I'm. I had so be. much fun working on that. Have you played it? I finally have played it, and I do enjoy playing it. So kudos to to John Borg, to Dwight Sullivan, to yourself. Uh, great sound package. Love the art, and still learning it a little bit. But there's a lot there, and I know you've got the game, and and you've enjoyed it as well. Yeah, um, have you got, is there a version near you where you can get a chance to get in deep with it? Have you found this My Secret Flipper Code? No, give it. Oh, you got to tell us. Ladies and gentlemen, in attract mode, if you, uh, if you go up in attract mode and hold both flippers in together, that activates uh, the ability for you to type in this flipper code. So in attract mode, you hold both flippers in mm-hmm. for a second or two. Then uh, the code is 197. So the left flipper is for the number. The right flipper is enter. So it's hold both flippers in at the same time. Then we go left one and then right flipper enter. Then we type in the number nine, which is left flipper nine times. Then right flipper for enter. Then seven with the left flipper sometimes enter on the right flipper. And then right flipper one more time to say, okay, we're done. So one line seven. If you do that on any Turtles machine in the tracked mode, you will then get a video message from me in the studio where I was recording the voice tracks for Turtles. Oh, very cool. Saying hi. I like that. I love that Stern does that. It's kind of fun. Kind of cool. That is very neat. You know, I have never said this before, but there may have been a flipper code for yours truly on a certain Led Zeppelin game. Yeah! So when I was told about this, I was quite excited. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to promote it or not, but let's just say, uh, oh, you type in red the same way, <laughs> flipper code. Something might happen. That's I'll just leave it at what that. What you doing? Is it video or audio? It's video. Oh! Is it you dressed as Robert Plant? <laughs> no, no, no. They want to sell the games. What are you thinking? No, no, no. If you are a fan <laughs> of Zeppelin, Robert Plant is spotted every now and then at a pub in my hometown, uh, my home city of Birmingham every now and then. <sighs> 
My friend Pinball Phil, who is my pinball tweaker and does all my audio upgrades on my pinball games and uh, keeps my rubbers shiny. Every now and then, I just keep on hearing stories of him, like he'll bump into Robert Plant in a a place. And yeah, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he'd mentioned to Robert Plant a good while ago about getting a a Zeppelin pinball machine. But um, but yeah, so the, the next time you're over, we should have a word with Pinball Phil. Oh, I'll be there. You have no idea. I'll be at that pub 24-7. Is Percy here yet? Robert. I had had another thing with Pinball Phil. Pinball Phil, he told me a story about how he ended up in Brian May in in his house. Brian May from Queen's house. There was something to do with the... It was a story to do with Brian May's guitar, and somehow he ended up in Brian May's house having a cup of tea. So... It's all very exciting. Pimble it's all Phil's happening guy. in the UK. What am I doing here in Canada? Uh, you need to speak to Pimble Phil. Yeah. A- and if you need your machine to sound truly epic, he has basically changed all my amps and speakers in my machines to sound truly cinematic. So in my Turtles machine, he put a new amp in, new sub, new speakers. And this thing sounded like a, sounded like a movie now. And nice. even on my Star Wars machine. Good God. <laughs> that with the, the new amp and the speakers and the, the sub, this thing is, it, it just blows the roof off the place. You have the Star Wars home pin, which is a very fun machine. Yeah, and it, it's very, it seems pretty rare over here. A lot of people really kind of weren't happy with this when it first came out. We're saying pretty nasty stuff about it. This Star Wars, I didn't really get on with, with the Star Wars, the first version that came out. I just found, I found it too hard. Maybe that says more about me. But I found it too hard. And then when I heard they were doing this home version, I played it at Expo, you know, expecting it to be, you know, know, stripped back and homey. Oh, my God, it's fun. It's fun. And there's some really great shots in there. There is a terrific orbit shot. But the thing I really love about it is if you just want to, if there's friends over and you want to grab a drink and have a a quick little game of pinball, it is such a fun, instant way of just getting in there and having a blast. And with the audio upgrade, have had done on it it comes with a mono speaker which is a bit of a shame but you know what a lot of classic arcade games came with one speaker and it sounds and i you know i i was loath to admit this it sounds way better than it ever should for a one speaker mono game anyway luckily the game is actually a stereo the guts of the machine a stereo so if you upgrade the speakers in your home machine this thing sounds absolutely epic you press go and you plunge that ball and oh my god with john williams score blasting through the upgraded speakers and all those ben burt sound effects the light the laser blasters and the lightsaber and there's there is such a there's also such a great use of assets in the home game i've got friends with the premium version of the star wars um game that came out a few years ago and they've said they've seen assets and hearing stuff on the home version they never heard on their premium. It's just a lot of fun. Really good fun. I agree completely. I have had so much fun playing that game uh, on location. Not so much uh, location, but uh, at a distributor. And then, of course, at Expo 2, which I'm sorry I had to bring up because I know how much you love Chicago <sighs> Expo. I do. I really do. You and I have the same kind of problem. It's a little bit different. I used to be able to drive across to the United States. Can't do so right now. And not sure if I can for Expo. So I can fly. At least I have that option. You in the dirty UK, apparently. Dirty UK. Which is not true. Dirty, (laughs) dirty. Filthy, dirty UK. You can't fly to the US. We can't, no. And so... 
Am I right thinking, does Expo end kind of like last day in October? Yes. Yeah, I haven't looked too closely because it'll make me cry. So Expo ends last day of October. The day we can fly from the UK to America is the 1st of November. So thanks for that. that I was so really, wrong. it really is wrong, Jeff. I was really hoping that I could get out to Expo because I, I would have loved to have seen with a bunch of pinball friends and the crowd again and meet a whole bunch of new people that I got to know over the last couple of years. And it'd be so great to be in the room with all the people behind Turtles because we kind of did that remotely. It was um, it was the most unusual way of doing this and, and it worked so well. But we, once, one thing I'd love to do, I would love to do at whatever event we can do it next for us to get together and, and me do live call-outs on Turtles. Nice. Choose your turtle. You're chosen, Jeffrey. You're chosen, <laughs> Jeffernado. It would be so much fun to, to do that stuff, because for, for Turtles, I was the voice of Splinter. So it's me going, shoot the right ramp. No, that one. That, um, I, I was the voice of Bebop and Rocksteady. I'll get you, Turtles. That stuff. I'm Baxter and Baxter Fly, Master Shredder. They've come to get you again. There's a whole stack of them. And there was uh, Casey Jones and uh, a couple of other bits. You have such a talent, Mark, and those are just some of the many voices you do. And I know we've been hearing people for quite some time say, you know what would be a great theme? would be Scooby-Doo. And boy, if they ever do that, Mark Silk, somebody get his number because there's your voice for Scooby-Doo. Like that would be really creepy, Scoob. Right, Scoob? (laughs) Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Jeff. (laughs) Diolis. Not an easy word to say. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, like, man, with a little practice, we'll get there, Scoob. Now, for, I've been, early on, I, I, started to, I started working with Cartoon Network in the UK, and I was fortunate enough to, to be brought in to do any kind of Warner Brother or Hanna-Barbera character voices um, for any projects for the UK and Europe. And so I, I got brought in to be Scooby and, like Shaggy as well, Scoob, and uh, Droopy, hello, you happy people. You know what? I'm happy. Love that character. Yeah, Droopy was awesome. Um, You are despicable. This is the last time I work with someone with a speech impediment. And Yosemite Sam and and, dozens of them. But yeah, yeah. If there's if they ever create a Scooby Doo machine, I would love to be involved in that. I'm I'm a big. I mean, yeah, I love pinball, but I'm I'm a fan. I'm really a fan of this stuff. I will sit there and happily dissect and fanboy out over any machine along with you, Jeff. No kidding. So, okay, I'm sorry you can't come to the U.S. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm sorry about that. Are there any <laughs> shows there that are in Europe that are upcoming that you can check out? I know no. I'm going to be in Germany this week and uh, going to Fulda to Bulls and Balls and checking out that wonderful tournament. And Bulls and Balls. Bulls and Balls. It's and the are home. you also going to a pinball expo? <laughs> <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bump>. bump uh, <laughs> Finally, we get to see Jeff in Saliderhausen. Hanging out with Jim and Dina Lindsay from JDL mm. Pinball and Tobias, oh, cool. who runs great tournaments in Germany and just a wonderful community. So uh, I've always wanted to go there. It's going to be the home of the IFPA 18 in right now scheduled for 2023, the World Championships. So this is wow. a place I've always wanted to go to. And uh, what is there for you to do in the UK or in Europe for shows? Pinball-wise, I don't actually know. I I purposely haven't got too excited and explored it too much until everything has calmed down a little bit, especially as you call it dirty, dirty England. (laughs) So so a place I really want to go to. Now, where is it in Holland? There's an amazing pinball museum. The Dutch Pinball Museum. 
Yeah, I, I would love to go there. There's a couple of friends that would have, have uh, shown an interest in going there. That would be um, that would be great. I haven't been to Holland in years. In fact, that was the first place outside of the UK, uh, first country outside the UK I ever worked. I did um, early when I was a producer in radio. I was asked to go and work for a week at Radio Netherlands in Schiphol. It was very exciting. So the idea of being able to uh, revisit Holland would be extra cool. Yeah, have you been there? Have you been to that museum? No, when I booked my flight to Germany, I actually thought about going to Holland first. And uh, if timing worked out a little better, I was going to go there for three or four days and then go to Germany. But uh, it is on my to-do list. It'll happen soon, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to travel out there. If, if you ever do go, um, do say, and I, I will do everything I can to join you, Jeff. Because of the, course, yeah, that would be that would be so much fun. I, I think what I want to do is just wait until even just the experience at an airport is, is nice again. <laughs> well, nice? Who am I kidding? But better because every couple of weeks you'll hear about a you know like four hour waits in uh, security checks that kind of thing. So I, I'm I really do want to go back over. I, I'm guessing. I might end up going to Texas Pinball Festival, maybe, is it March, April? It would be March. March, yeah. That would probably be the first time I imagine it'll kind of be calming down again and systems will be back in place. And we can be talking about how great Queen Pinball will be. Yeah, fingers crossed. Now, here, I'll I'll put a positive spin. Yeah. Yeah, please do. On things because, yeah, it's unfortunate we can't go places. Uh, you talked about the airport nightmares. This will be my first experience in, you know, 18 months. So we'll see how that goes. But you know what you do have in the UK? And I'm jealous. Jelly, big time. Okay. You got the new James Bond movie a week before everyone else. So I oh, thought you should true. be going to, you should be going to check out No Time to Die. Well, I actually found, and now I've got a picture of this. Hang on. I'm going to show you this picture down the, down the microphone. Yeah, I've, I, was, I went past a, a high-end shoe uh, seller in the city earlier, and I found the official Crockett & Jones 007 James Bond shoes. So if you want to walk like Bond, if you can talk the talk, you should walk the walk and wear these James Bond shoes. They're very high-end. And they go very nice with happy socks from Queen. Yeah, they would. I'm yeah, just that letting you know. <laughs> That wouldn't look weird at all. But yeah, I, I do want to see that. That would go very well with the new screen in the studio. There's a there's a ridiculously new OLED that just landed. So that, yeah, that we should we should do that. When you finally come over, we'll we'll go to the shoe shop, get yourself some nice James Bond shoes, put on the happy socks, and we'll watch Bond in the studio whilst playing a version of the perfected Queen Pimple. Fingers crossed. Done and done. Consider it a future date. I hope to see you soon. If it's Texas, so be it. But I also hope to hear your voice again on Pinball Machines because of the great work you did on uh, thanks, Jeff. Me too. TMNT. And I know that, who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit with you. And uh, I hope to hear and see you soon. Well, thanks, Jeff. You too. That, that'll, be, uh, that'll be immense fun. Coffee on me. By the way, say hi and give my love to Rosamund Pike, please. Uh, I will. I absolutely will. The um, the last time I saw her was during, there was a Christmas party a couple of years ago for Thunderbirds. Nothing to do with Thunderbirds, Pimble. Mm-hmm. We share the same birthday, so I think we have some sort of connection. She just doesn't know it yet. Oh, I'm sure she does. I'm sure the restraining order is in place. <laughs> it should be. Mark, thank you very much, buddy. Good to talk to you. Oh, you too, Jeff. Thanks a lot. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at pinballprofile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis. Wow.